You're listening to Grant Edwards, 88.1 FM, The Wireless, The World at Five. That's how civil- civil- civilization has got to where it is today, through arguing, arguing things out, and that's, that's what has to be done. And so, yes, the best thing you can do is to debate and argue, and there needs to be, John Ansell often talks about, there needs to be a house of common sense. Uh, where we go and present all sorts of interesting things. Like, he doesn't believe what I believe about the flat earth, because he hasn't looked into it. And he does, it's good. He doesn't, um, he doesn't say, you know, you're a raving lunatic, which is what we do. That's the ad hominem side of it, isn't it? Oh, you're just a raving lunatic. Uh, but most people that say that, you know, that these flat earthers, oh, they go on about the flat earthers. Uh, it's just that they're involved in groupthink. They're too frightened to even look at it. I've got a friend who's a, a Christian. He's too frightened to actually look at the whole thing because he already thinks the, the, the world thinks he's a nutter anyway, being a Christian. <laughs> he said, I don't want anything else. But the truth is the truth, you know, and you've got nothing to fear from the truth. If it's true that the world is not what they're presenting to us, if it is true, then uh, you've got nothing to fear from the truth. The truth will set you free, won't it? Yes, it will. Now, um, I've got to we have look at the front pages. Uh, uh, shall I do that now? We'll have a quick look. We're looking at the Herald, and we've got NewZealandHerald.co.nz, and we're looking in politics, and the heading is, At the moment, there wasn't full respect. Luxon addresses Waitangi protests. These are the headlines. Uh, I looked into the eyes of my brother's killer. No remorse. Killer's sentence outrages his sister. Uh, now, I think that's to do with Kahu, the Kahu update, sentence for apprentice carpenter Jonty Douglas's killer, outrages his sister, where is the justice, and Joseph Lois has done this one, apprentice carpenter Jonty Douglas was starting to build a solid future for himself when, according to his sister, he was killed by a stranger, Joshua Timoti, who was high on booze and low on self-esteem. Jonty had never met Timoti, yet in the moments of mayhem in South Auckland driveway, in the driveway in August 19, uh, 2022, their paths crossed and their lives became intrinsically entwined forever. That story you can find over at the New Zealand Herald. It's uh, yeah, one of those uh, long-winded thingamajigs. Now, uh, also, we've got uh, the, uh, the up there, it's up today, actually, isn't it? It was yesterday, I thought it was. I've got no idea. I have no interest in Waitangi, never been up there uh, during Waitangi celebrations. I think it's just going to become more and more a dangerous place for um, people of European or British descent, uh, because Europeans aren't British. <laughs> uh, they're from Europe. <laughs> British people, uh, you know, English, England is not part of Europe, and that's a Roman Catholic trick. They're trying to convince the world that uh, people from Britain are Europeans, but we're not Europeans. We are British. It's very different. We're not from Europe. Uh, we are from the United Kingdom. And so that's something that I push hard. And people say, but because we're just so brainwashed, you know, that we're European, you know, European descent. No, 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 I'm not from Europe. I'm from Britain. I am British. And all that's great about Britain, all the greatness of it. And they're trying to make out that it's terrible. We're terrible people, us white people from the United Kingdom. But we are not. We, um, we are wonderful. And um, the best thing that ever happened to this country was... Um, the settlers coming to New Zealand and building an incredible place for Maori to prosper in, which they have prospered over the years. Now I better keep an eye. I've got. I better. I, I'm. I'm struggling a bit here. Beautiful waves. So if you're over at, um, I'm just looking at this beach scene there with the 
the drone flying over to where the beach is. Just beautiful. Oh, it's lovely, isn't it? Just look at that. It's coming up to six o'clock. And uh, I've just got to keep an eye on this. I haven't figured out yet how I'm going to do this um, so that I can, because I'm, I'm failing dismally on, on you know, bringing you the up-to-date, up-to-date stories at the same time as keeping an eye on this thing here on on um, TNT so that it, because it comes out live and yesterday it was coming in two minutes late so it sort of you know, put me stuffed me up completely didn't it and today um, so I don't know what to do I, yeah I'll figure out a way um, but anyway so I suppose I just got to keep an eye on the time but I would say we're getting pretty close to news time now so what we might do is just pop over and catch the end of Patrick Henningson's here we go so this is the tradition uh, transition now. And so here is the news. Mtradio.live. Now, TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. Over a dozen Republican governors have joined Texas Governor Greg Abbott in Eagle Pass, Texas, to express their support for a stance against the Biden administration regarding the surge in illegal border crossings. The conflict between Texas and the federal government has escalated following the Texas National Guard's occupation of Shelby Park and Eagle Pass to deter illegal crossings. The Guard has been accused of restricting Border Patrol agents' access to the park, leading to legal disputes. Texas claims its constitutional right to protect its borders is the reason for these actions. During a press conference on February 4th, Governor Abbott criticized President Biden for his failure to enforce immigration laws, blaming this for the high number of illegal crossings. Abbott emphasized the collective effort to uphold states' constitutional rights to defend against imminent threats. He pointed out that while immigration law enforcement is usually a federal responsibility, President Biden has allowed millions of illegal border crossers to enter the country untracked, challenging the ability to monitor their activities and locations. Elon Musk, CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, has accused President Joe Biden and his administration of using the current migrant surge at the U.S. border to increase the Democratic Party's voter base. Musk claims that the administration is deliberately allowing more migrants into the country to import as many voters as possible. This allegation reflects some people's skepticism about the motives behind the Biden administration's immigration policies. The issue of immigration is a divisive topic in American politics, with Democrats often perceived as more lenient on immigration laws. This perception has led to debates over whether immigration policies are being used for electoral gains. Critics of the Biden administration argue for stricter border control and a merit-based immigration system, focusing on national security and economic impact rather than electoral considerations. On the other hand, supporters of the Biden administration's immigration policies highlight the humanitarian need to provide refuge or an opportunity to migrants fleeing difficult circumstances in their home countries. They emphasize the importance of offering assistance to those in need rather than viewing immigration solely through a political lens. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has announced his determination to extend the state's razor wire fencing along the U.S.-Mexico border, despite a recent U.S. Supreme Court ruling allowing the Biden administration to dismantle it. Joined by 13 other Republican governors offering support, Abbott highlighted the fencing's effectiveness in drastically reducing illegal crossings at Shelby Park in Eagle Pass, Texas. He plans to replicate this success in other areas. Abbott emphasized the Texas National Guard's role in this expansion, aiming to increase deterrence and prevent illegal entries into the U.S. He proudly noted that Texas has already installed over 100 miles of razor wire fencing along the border and believes it plays a crucial role in addressing the migrant crisis, particularly in Eagle Pass, which previously experienced a high influx of illegal migrants. 
Despite the Supreme Court's decision, Abbott insists on maintaining and expanding the border fencing. Southern California experienced significant damage due to a slow-moving storm system, with downtown Los Angeles breaking a 97-year-old rainfall record. In Studio City, a debris flow caused by the storm damaged at least two homes on Lockridge Road, leading to the evacuation of all nine homes on the street, including pets, amid concerns of further soil instability. Sixteen residents were displaced, but no injuries were reported. Downtown Los Angeles recorded 4.1 inches of rain on Sunday, surpassing the previous record of 2.55 inches set on February 4, 1927. This made Sunday the third wettest February day on record and tied for the tenth wettest day overall since records began in 1877. We'll be back with another news break at the top of the next hour. This has been James O'Neill for TNT. From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. And you're with Grant Edwards over here at The Wireless. We're doing The World at Five with me, Grant Edwards, your host, until 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, just getting used to the whole idea of doing uh, doing video at the same time. Uh, it's not that easy, but we give it a go, don't we? Now, looking at the temperatures, and it still looks like Colverdon, 24.7. It's dropped a little bit there. Uh, that often happens, doesn't it? Just as the sun comes up, it gets a little cooler just uh, just before dawn. Uh, Palmerston North, the lowest temperature now. Palmerston North Airport, nine, uh, 10, 10.5 degrees. Wellington and Lyle Bay, still windy. They dropped off about 39 uh, kilometres per hour. Thought you were going to do um, marine forecast. Well, oh, you were going to dig it out for me, and you haven't dug it out, digger. Oh, well, that's right. I've been busy. I've been busy yesterday. I was I was driving the tractor, and I was on the Kubota, and doing a bit of earth moving, because it's good weather while you shag around in here, and doing the radio. I've been out doing proper work on the farm, haven't I? You have. You've, you've been good. Uh, Milford Sound, uh, 6.2 millimetres of rain down there, so it's all wet down the bottom, wet and soggy, and very warm and moist as well. And uh, so Stewart Island, uh, 17 degrees. Invercargill, 19 right now at this time of the morning, 7 minutes, 6 minutes past 6. Uh, Dunedin, 22 degrees. Pretty warm, isn't it? Timaru's on 17. Chatham's on 17 also with Christchurch as well. Blenheim, 11, dropped a bit there. Nelson warms up to 14. Over on the west coast, 11 degrees in Westport, and France Joseph has 13 degrees. Up at the Wasp Nest in Wellington with all the scum of the earth are Wellington. They shouldn't, shouldn't say like that. They're supposed to be professional. All right, I'll try and be professional. I get it from you. Wellington, 17 degrees. Masterton, 13. Napier's on 15. Uh, we've got Taupo and Rotorua both on 16 degrees. Palmerston North dropped a bit there, 15 degrees. was well, warmer, I think. New Plymouth at the foot of Mount Egmont, um, not Taranaki, Mount Egmont, uh, is 12 degrees. Um, we've got Gisborne is on 13 degrees. Hamilton, 11. Auckland on 15. Whangarei is uh, with uh, the... Uh, Whangarei is... Um, not not Whangarei, sorry. Whangarei is 13 degrees along with Kaitaia. And I forgot Tauranga, there's 16 at the moment. Let's look at that short forecast and then after... After seven, we'll go to Philip Duncan at Weatherwatch and see what he's got for us. Uh, as far as he's a very good meteorologist, and my friend Nigel put me on to Philip. He said he's probably the best in the country, shunned by Radio New Zealand. So he's out on his own now with weatherwatch.co.nz, but we're at metservice.com. And the short forecast for all of the North Island, also Nelson and Buller, generally fine weather. 
You've got a few cloudy areas morning and evening. For Marlborough and Canterbury, fine and hot with areas of high cloud. Down in Westland, we have occasional showers south of the glaciers, fine and cloudy periods elsewhere. For Otago and Southland, mostly fine with high cloud and rain at times about Southland and Clutha. For Fiordland, periods of rain with heavy falls. And for the Chathams, mostly fine weather apart from cloudy periods in the evening. I'll be back in a minute and we'll go and have a skitter around the newspapers if I can stay concentrate, if I can concentrate. And look, it's getting light out there, Digger. It is. You remember the other morning there we had some, there was some up on the other hill there. There was lights up there. I think we had poachers up there. Who we, who we got from neighbours? I don't know. I don't know. They're all, I think they're I don't, Mormons, I think. I, I don't know. Uh, they're very nice neighbours, I, I find. Yeah, well, I think there's something going on up there, up on that top dam. So I'm going to go and have a look up the hill. Take, I might go up there one one night and just have a look around, see if we haven't got any prowlers up there, or maybe someone's camping up there. I don't know. Oh, well, that'll be good. You do that for me. All right, here's Elon Musk. If you don't have an income, you don't have any tax. Right. So this is what wealthy people are doing. Elon Musk, he is probably the biggest example sure. of this. He never got paid a salary running and owning Tesla. He got paid in stock options. But the stock options that he gets were originally got were at $6 a share. So when the stock went up to $1,000 a share, and he was given millions of these stock options. Now, he has on paper a lot of money, but that money isn't in his bank account. Mm -hmm. So what he does is instead of selling it and having an income, he goes to the bank and says, hey, I have these stock options which are worth billions of dollars. How about you give me a loan? He takes that loan, pays three to four to 5% interest on it, and if his company grows, his stock value grows by 6%, he just made a profit mm. on it. He didn't have to take any money out, never took an income, doesn't pay any taxes. That's why he doesn't pay any taxes. And we, it wasn't Elon Musk, we're finding out about Elon Musk. Um, yeah, we've got something wrong with uh, Zeno at the moment. Don't know why I can't uh, see what's going on there. I hope we're going out, aren't we? I hope you can hear us. I think, I think you can. I think you can hear us. All right. Uh, now, at, I did promise you we've got the Surgeon General of Florida. He's on with Tucker Carlson. This was just sent to me late last night. And uh, Digger has made it into a 12-minute clip. Uh, so we'll go to that very shortly. Uh, but I just wanted to just check the newspapers and just see if there's anything there that you need to know about. Uh, so we'll go to the Star, and we're in Canterbury, and the latest news, multi-use site, on the cards for Hornby. A proposed new mixed storage and residential development in Hornsby has been hailed as a positive move. Also, health worker, health worker accused of paying patient for sex. A South Island mental health worker is under investigation after a formal complaint from a patient claimed he paid her for sex soon after she was released from the uh, secure unit. Nasty, isn't it? And no parent should lose a son. The father searching for answers. The father of Dunedin man killed in his home on January the 29th is pleased an arrest has been made, but is still searching for answers. And that was um, Gurjit Singh, I think, was killed at his home there in Dunedin on the 29th. Uh, other stories, we have... Uh, uh, Latin dancers, salsa success in the US apparently, this is in Christchurch, Canterbury salsa dancers, Natasha, or dancers, yeah, Natasha Frost and Jorda Dan have returned home after some unexpected success, a, a, a fiery Latin dance competition that was held in Florida. And 1.2 million for Halsworth's home, 
no one wanted a year ago. A renovated Christchurch home that no one wanted 12 months ago was uh, in hot demand last week with four people fighting over it within seven days of it hitting the market. It's a beautiful looking home as well, a lovely big front lawn, one there for you to get on the ride on, Digger and, and mow. Oh, I like the ride on. Yeah, I do too. I prefer the tractor. I prefer the tractor with a big mower on the back. Uh, that does the trick for me. I don't really like those ride-ons, especially on this hill country here. It's very easy to tip them over. So you be careful, won't you? I don't want to lose you uh, right now. No, I'm always careful. But, you know, wear my crash helmet. Good on you. That's the story. Now, uh, school forced to close after 40 staff catch um, COVID-19, which is absolute nonsense. No one no one catches any anything at all. They are uh, vaccine injured. And I'm going to say that now. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to say, what's the story? If Tucker Carlson can go on YouTube and they're talking uh, candidly about the vaccine, the damage, and uh, about the, you're, you're just not going to believe what's coming. You're not going to believe what's happening. What, you, you think you're out of the woods? We, we think we're out of the woods, don't we? We've all been jabbed. No, I haven't, but many of my friends have. Against their will, it was either their job or, you know, get the jab uh, or lose your job. And it's just absolutely terrible. Lockdown down houses, all these things. This wicked. And they're sort of skirting around it a little bit, uh, but really it, this is all planned. Uh, and uh, you'll find out that if you've had a jab, you're not out of the woods, and nor are your children that are to come. Uh, it is, uh, this is from the Surgeon General of Health, the Surgeon General of Florida. Uh, Tucker Carlson is talking to him. We're going to hear that, just a 12-minute clip from that interview. And I'll put up on the Facebook page, I will put the link to that entire conversation there, the Tucker Carlson show as well. Very important that you see that. Um, is that why he was fired from Fox News? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so no one catches anything. There are no germs. There are no diseases. Uh, well, there are diseases. There are no germs. There are no viruses. It's all to do with the uh, cellular theory, the terrain theory. It's, it's, it's how your body is. Uh, you can get uh, microbes and you can get uh, diseases through sexually transmitted diseases, which you can't get rid of. You can suppress them, but you can't get rid of them. No, allop no allopathic doctor can uh, they can give you stuff to suppress your diseases, but they cannot. You cannot get rid of it. Uh, you, that has to be done properly through a homeopathic method, and even then, and the best, and really, even then, uh, really, it's death, isn't it? The wages of sin is death. So they've been forced to close because uh, all these people have come down with um, what they call they've tested positive. They haven't ca caught COVID. It's a nonsense. They've just tested positive on a fake test, a fake rat test, and a fake PCR test. Kerry Mullis, I find it very, very interesting that Kerry Mullis. Uh, died, uh, a healthy man, 73, very healthy, uh, died just, just with, I think it was in a month, less than months before 2020, before the first, you know, the signs of the pandemic where they threw that upon us. 2020, isn't it? 2020 vision. <laughs> oh, very interesting. So uh, go to Dr. Sam Bailey there, read the book, Virus Mania, bring yourself out of the darkness into the light, uh, which we've all, we all have to do. We've all woken up, haven't we? We've woken up, we realise that um, there's actually a war going on, and uh, uh, yeah, hopeless. Looking at the most popular stories here, uh, a weekend of fantasy in Christchurch. Oh, there's a video, I don't know what that's about. Some weird stuff. The $1.2 million home that's sold. Thousands flocked to um, Gibston Winery. Uh, that's a concert there, despite the frigid weather. Well, it's not frigid now in the South Island. And Kiwis have talent, uh, Latin dancer, we talked about that. Schools forced to close after, year 40 staff catch here. Well, they're not, really, it's not. They're all sick because they've all been jabbed. That's right. You'll find that most of those kids, uh, people that are crook there, they've all, they've all been jabbed. 
they've all got this terrible thing. Now, what we'll do is we'll just have a quick look at the, the newspapers just to make sure there's nothing really important that I need to tell you. Uh, looks, that's the Christchurch Star. Let's move across to Stuff and the big headlines there. Murder in the Twilight Zone. Uh, a local calls Waitanga the Twilight Zone because strange things happen here, such as mate being shot and incinerated on this farm there. So that's interesting. You go over to Stuff, you can find them at stuffed, uh, sorry, stuff.co.nz. And what else have we got here? Big Tech's Congress performance was all noise. There's an analysis there. Tears and apology and exasperation. Uh, but meaningful change is no uh, no closer, says Paula Penfold. What's that about? Big Tech's Congress performance? I don't know. We'll, maybe I'll look at it later. We'll see how we go. And a final act of willful recklessness from Labour government. This is an opinion piece uh, moved by previous government um, that will serve as nothing other than new defence for reckless and negligent directors. That's Damien Grant. He writes there. Uh, I don't know. I haven't got time to click on it. And, of course, the poor dad, he's describing the, the horror of losing his son. He's glad that there's been an arrest. And uh, Kiwis urged to slip, slop and slap. Yeah, they are. Well, don't. You don't. I'm telling you, just wrap up, put a hat on, wear a long sleeve shirt. Don't put that rubbish on your skin. Your skin is an organ. <laughs> you don't want to be putting cream on it. You need vitamin D. Uh, if you don't get vitamin D, you're going to get sick. And you've got to look after yourself. What, you just don't put stuff on your skin. Put nothing on your skin. Just wash it with water. Uh, I, I don't even use, I use sunlight soap. Uh, and I pro probably shouldn't even use that. Uh, your skin is an organ. Things absorb into it. It is the least of all organs. So when problems that are inside your body present on the skin, you don't suppress them. <laughs> yeah, that, that tells the real physician that there's problems on the inside. It's a bit like the dashboard. On the car, you don't go to the mechanic, and the red light's on, and he says, oh, I can fix that for you. And what does he do? Rips the, dead, the, the red light out of the dash. He hasn't fixed the problem. You're, you're out of oil. There's something wrong with the engine. Uh, that's the problem. So we don't just pull the dashboard light out, do we? The red light, the warning light, and that's the same with the skin. The skin is the warning light of what's going on inside the organism, inside the body. And so that's what we're looking at all the time. Uh, those and mental and emotional symptoms as well. And we're going to, we've seen a lot of uh, very strange things happening since the pandemic started and everyone's being jabbed. There's some very interesting pe people are changing and we're going to find out uh, now. We'll go right to Tucker Carlson. Uh, but I just, well, I'll do it. I just want to make sure there's nothing else that I need to bring you and we'll hear from the Surgeon General of Florida on the Tucker Carlson show. And uh, so now we're over at uh, Radio New Zealand, RNZ, and they've got our capacity is long and wide. Thousands stand in unity to challenge the government. Thousands of people presented a united front at Waitangi on Monday to challenge the government's proposed treaty principles bill. Just nonsense there. you know. And they've, and they've made sure they make sure they get a European uh, or a British person there, a white person there, all tattooed, they've got the, got the tattoos on them. Uh, they get one of, get him in the photograph there to say that, you know, that, that uh, even white people are against the treaty, which is a nonsense. Absolutely. And we, we don't want to change the treaty. We just want it to be, um, to, we want you to use uh, the meanings of words <laughs> from the English and the British dictionary. Um, you know, when you cede sovereignty, <laughs> you know, that means that you don't have any control over the way that this country's run. But that's what the communists do. They infil they've infiltrated and they've brainwashed Maori into not all of them, uh, but some of them there. And there's money involved. There's always money for the root. The love of money is the root of all evil. And uh, some of these uh, Maori so-called um, uh, leaders, 
they are getting a lot of money. These politicians, they they man, they get a lot. You see them drive around these flash European cars, you know, Aldis and. Uh, you know, and who was the one that was, uh, what was his name there? Who was that fellow? Now he's going to be running Auckland's water and Northland's water. If this, this water thing goes ahead, there's three waters nonsense. Um, you know, when they're going to be putting fluoride into your water and, you know, that kills you, dumbs you down, makes you stupid. Uh, they don't want into people thinking. They just want us to be dumb. They actually want to kill us. They want, they want to kill about, um, there's nine million of us on the, on the earth. I almost said planet. There's nine million of us. And they want to bring that down to half a billion did I say million? I meant billion. I often do this. I don't know why I just say, say the wrong thing. Uh, but you'll correct me, won't you? Oh, now, who was it now? Uh, Ilania, I think her name is. Uh, she said, I've got to check and just see if oh, that's, there's nobody there. Uh, and just five people, six, oh, six there. We had, had 11 before. That was pretty good. That was a record. Seven. Oh, they're, they're coming in now thick and fast on, um, on Rumble. But, of course, most people are listening on Xeno. And for some reason, I can't get... I can't connect to Zeno. I don't know why, but I can't. So uh, let's go over now. Instead of me gas bagging, uh, yeah, I just wish you'd just shut up and play it because I've took, it took me a lot of time. It was up at three o'clock this morning editing this for you. All right. Well, thanks, mate. Let's let's get on to it then. Have you got it there ready? Yep, I got it here now. Oh, hang on. Just give us a sec. Uh, this is the Surgeon General. Have a listen to this. Very few public health officials in this country seem very interested in public health. In case you haven't noticed. The Surgeon General of Florida, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, is an exception to that. He is interested in the health of the people of his state, and because he is, he's taken a close look at what's in the COVID vax, the one that everyone in the country was required to take not so long ago. And he's come up short. He can't answer some basic questions about it, and that's a concern if we're doing science, which he is. And so he has now called on doctors to immediately stop giving the mRNA COVID vax to their patients. And for a very interesting reason that you should know about, here's his statement, we're quoting. I'm calling for a halt to the use of mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. The US Food and Drug Administration and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have always played it fast and loose with COVID-19 vaccine safety, but their failure to test for DNA integration with the human genome, as their own guidelines dictate, when the vaccines are known to be contaminated with foreign DNA is intolerable. Think about that. It's one thing if it gives you a heart attack, if it tampers with your DNA in some way, now we have a real problem, considering a billion people got it. So in a recent interview about the MRA vaccines, the Surgeon General of Florida described them this way. These vaccines have DNA in them. Everyone knows what DNA is. They're contaminated with DNA, and that's not necessarily a big deal. But it's a problem with these vaccines because the DNA hangs on with the mRNA and goes into people's cells. So this is a completely different risk analysis than other products that have had DNA. These vaccines are honestly, they're, they're the antichrist of all products. The antichrist of all products. The Surgeon General of Florida joins us now to explain what he means. Doctor, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I remember at the beginning of the vax mandates, there were people on the fringes, as we say, who raised questions about the, the potential of this drug, this brand new, this novel vaccine, uh, which wasn't really a vaccine, to affect people's DNA. And they were immediately described as crazy. Tell us your concerns, if you wouldn't mind fleshing out a little bit what we saw in that clip. You know, it's, it's so interesting to hear you say that, Tucker, because I had the same impression 
when people very early on were citing concerns about DNA, I think that really what was happening is that their intuition was informing them about a potential problem with these vaccines. And you know, you showed that clip there. This one is, is sometimes I honestly I feel quite guilty dragging people through the scientific details, but I try and do it at a level that hopefully won't bore people to, to death or be too painful because it is a very important issue and it's not a complicated issue. And it's important for people to recognize the difference between the honest facts, which is what I'm sharing, and the spin and dodge and look over here that you hear Dr. Califf at the FDA and other, you know, Dr. Offit, other people sharing. So it's actually very simple. We all know what DNA is. You know, it, this, is this is our genetic blueprint, our gift from God. And this DNA can be affected, and that can be obviously a very bad thing. Sometimes it's affected in a way that makes people sick. Sometimes it can even be affected in a way that leaves people to pass on characteristics to their, to their offspring. In this particular case with the mRNA vaccines, they have DNA in them like, you know, like many other vaccines or other biologic type of medications. And that, as I've said previously, is not such a big deal because fortunately DNA is not some big hairy monster that can you know, live forever when it's foreign in people's bodies. Our bodies have lots of mechanisms to break them down. But the problem here is that you know, for the same reason that scientists won a Nobel Prize, this DNA isn't like other DNA in terms of having a very hard time penetrating into cells. This DNA hangs on with mRNA in that lipid nanoparticle that people hear and frankly probably roll their eyes out, their eyes over. It hangs on with it and it comes into the cells almost certainly hitchhiking along with the mRNA. So Whereas in the past, DNA would have a very hard time even entering cells. Here, the DNA is getting delivered into cells with the lipid nanoparticles. And that's a problem. And that's a problem because each dose of mRNA COVID-19 vaccine probably contains, it's been estimated, between billions and hundreds of billions of fragments of DNA. So this is a completely different risk analysis. That is obvious. You don't need a PhD to be able to figure that out. And the FDA's own guidance about contaminating DNA, published guidance, their words, never referred to by them, by the way, in their counterarguments, but their words are that there are situations when you need to confirm that DNA that is a contaminant or foreign DNA is not integrating into human DNA, into the human genome. And there are specific tests, sequencing tests, to do this, to make sure it's done. And what we did is we asked the FDA, well, have you done this? You've acknowledged this risk, have you done this? And they came back with about 10,000 words talking about everything from what time the sun sets in China to you know, their, their third cousin's uh, you know, bar mitzvah and nothing about the specific question we asked, along with other questions, by the way, but nothing about that, which leads me to conclude they haven't done it, which is 
I mean, they, you know, it, it starts at crazy, but it ends at somewhere else. That someone could be just so, just so nonchalant and frankly willy-nilly with something as precious and as, you know, as sacred as our human DNA. So that's a, that's a summary, Tucker. Do, do you think it's conceivably possible that the mRNA vaccines change people's DNA or could? It's absolutely possible. I mean, we wouldn't, I wouldn't have issued this, this call to halt their use if that was, wasn't possible. On a factual basis, it is absolutely possible. There's, there's zero question about that. Now, the real question is whether it is happening, if it is happening, the degree to which it's happening, the location of affected cells, and the potential for that to cause, whether it's cancer or heritable characteristics, or that is to say that is it affecting things like people's, a woman's eggs or a man's sperm, such that it could be passed on, or whatever else it potentially could be causing. But it absolutely is a possibility. There's zero question about that. The well, real question is whether it's a possibility worth investigating. The obvious answer is yes, even though the FDA and Dr. Paul Marks, Peter Marks, pardon me, wants you to believe that the answer is no. Well, that would change humanity if that were happening forever. And frankly, just considering the, the, frankly, the evil frequency from the beginning of this pandemic, the, you know, the lockdowns, the forcing people to stay at home, the not having people, allowing people to say bye-bye to people they love, just all the horrific things, the firing of people who, you know, stuck it out during the pandemic, but then passed on the, on the vaccine after, after the vaccines were available. All the evil that has defined the frequency of policies during this pandemic, sadly, I mean, I hate that that is, is a possibility, but sadly, I would not be at all surprised. In fact, I think it's probably likely that that is in fact happening. You think it's likely happening that humanity itself is being changed forever by this round of mRNA vaccines? Yes, I do. I do. And that's based on you know, just the things that I just said and the fact that it is possible. So again, the question is, is it actually happening? And frankly, my instinctive feeling is that totally it's happening. The extent to which it's happening, the degree to which it's happening, you know, any particular lots for which it's worse or, or sort of less prominent. And those are questions that should be characterized. But if I had to place a bet on what the likely answer to that question is, yeah, I do think that it's probably happening. I think it would be right in step and in sync with every terrible, horrible thing that we've seen happen during the pandemic as a result of people abandoning common sense, abandoning reason, abandoning humanity in pursuit of whatever their ideological or profit-fueled or greed-based or greed-fueled desire is. Yeah, I think it would be quite consistent with that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked, but I guess I'm not that shocked. So let me say right. something I've never said to anybody, but I've just noticed, and it always has felt a little crackpot to me, so I've never expressed it. Do you think it's possible that after getting the mRNA shot that people's personalities might change in ways that you would notice? We're going to enter a spiritual domain, <laughs> domain here, Tucker. So I am, you know, uh, as you know, I went to medical school at Harvard. I got a PhD while I was in medical school. I have multiple NIH grants, did research 
full-time along with taking care of patients before entering this position as, as Surgeon General of Florida, thanks to Governor DeSantis. And I've got to tell you that, you know, during the pandemic, you'd sometimes hear people say that this is a spiritual war. And it's, it's a funny thing for people to say, but instinctively and intuitively, I remember the first time I heard it, I heard it uh, sort of yelled out in the middle of a, of a press conference with Governor DeSantis out here in, um, I think, uh, Bradenton, Florida. I responded immediately that yes, to the, to the person in the audience who said yes, it is a spiritual war. And it absolutely is. And this has to do with intuition. Again, I've left the MD, PhD hat and I'm talking just as a human being and someone who, you know, like many of us, guide their lives based on how they feel, what they feel about what truth is and what resonates. And I gotta tell you that truly, you know, I, I think in terms of the toll, we've heard different estimates for their potential contribution to excess mortality. I think that that probably is the case that they contribute. And I think that that is just a part of what is frankly bad and, um, and evil behind the intention of these mRNA COVID-19 vaccines and the whole entire uh, pandemic policy approach. And I got to tell you that I do believe that, that it, it totally, it can change things that you would not expect to change uh, from people just taking a typical vaccine like the flu vaccine. So not, not just their physical health, but also their mental state. I mean, why, I guess, why wouldn't it? And, it? Right. Yeah. There we are. That's uh, Tucker Carlson there. And I'll put that full interview. It's about two hours long, the Tucker Carlson show. I'll put that up on uh, our Facebook page a little bit later on this morning. And you can find us at Liberty NZ Facebook page. That is us. Uh, 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock. We're back to TNT Radio with the news bulletin and keep you up to date with what's going on with the weather in the country of New Zealand. Men are a little bit more like tactful. When the mother of their children, like the mother of their child is an absolute wench, they don't go on social media and talk about it. They don't complain to the whole time. Like men really suffer in silence. Because it's a huge L. Like last last show, yeah. I was talking about my friends that are going through the, the maddest court battle, the amount of money that they have to go, have to spend. And it's just that thing where it's like part of my job in the Manlam's voice is I've been speaking to so much men in this last year, Pearl, all the time, right? And I've discovered like I was You ve- find out. Yeah, so I, I was very pro marriage and I still believe in, in marriage and what have you not know, in different circumstances, what have you not. Know, I actually believe you should probably have a baby with a woman first to see if she's gonna be crazy. Um but because you know because no. they always say women change after. So you wouldn't get yeah. married. Oh <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly, as someone I believe in marriage, I'm a Catholic, I think that's the best way to do you, it. You have, I agree. You have not under- agree. you don't understand how I started on this podcast. Yeah, I was like I have three sisters and Brother. Did I ruin you? <laughs> They're all married. My parents were married over 40 years. I'm the only one that's not married now. I'm out here like, I'm like, I want to get married, but... But, but it's... Uh, he's got away with words, hasn't he? Okay, we're going to hear from Dennis Hall a little bit later on as well. Uh, make sure you go over to our Facebook page, yeah, Facebook, and it's Liberty NZ, and you can see the interview that uh, he did with Rob Muldoon while he was sculpting him. Fantastic. He's doing a bust of the full one there, and it was going to be turned into a bronze. Muldoon said, I, um, I, he, he couldn't, they, they were going to have it there, but no one would, no one would pay for it. Uh, which is a bit of a shame. Uh, so it ended up not being made as a bronze, and Dennis wasn't going to pay for it. Uh, Muldoon wanted it to be done, but he said, you know, if I did, you know, that it would be bad for for me. And the Television New Zealand wouldn't run the interview until after the election because they said that if 
it had run, he would have won the election. Uh, they needed to get him out. The commies needed him out. Uh, so they said that he was uh, very bad for the country, running it broke, which is an absolute nonsense. He was a uh, – oh, look, there's a, there's a big here. He's just <laughs> – Right here, boy. There's all sorts of wildlife around here. I really have got to get a 22, I suppose. Oh, look, I could pop him off right now. He's just sitting there. I wonder if I should just do that now. Let me, uh, let me give you. This is Dennis Hall, and I'm going to. I'll just get the shotgun out. He's far enough away. I can get him with my long. I've got a, a good choke. Oh no, he's on the run. No, no, too late. We won't do that. Here's Robert Kiyosaki, and then we've got. I'm going to let you know what. So some of you won't know what uh, our former Prime Minister Robert Muldoon sounded like. Uh, I've got that. Uh, he's having he, his opinion on Winston Peters. Actually, this is an old clip, but um, here's Robert Kiyosaki. Also, uh, he's, he thinks the country is corrupt. That's the United States. America's one of the most corrupt countries. Look at this guy, President Biden. Biggest criminal I've ever seen. He's a terrible man. The reason I know that is because I'm a capitalist. Biden is a communist. So in 2020, Biden gets elected. He beats my friend Donald Trump. Very good friend of mine. We're capitalists. But the communists and the socialists and the crooks ate him. I'm an oil guy. I own oil wells like Mr. Tata. See, the rich own commodities. Mm. There was a pipeline running from Canada to the Gulf of Mexico. Biden cut that off. What does that mean? I was selling oil in those days for $30 a barrel. Went to 130 a barrel. That's dollars. I knew exactly what Biden was doing. He was going to destroy the middle class. So there'd be two classes of people, rich and everybody else poor. So Biden is one of these guys here. And this man here is a capitalist. It's very bad in America, but they don't tell you that. Yep, very bad. 24 minutes away from seven. And uh, here's Muldoon speaking about uh, Winston Peters. I believe that Win Peters has got what it takes. Uh, and uh, that means that um, he does his homework. When he gets it clear in his mind, he says it. And that's important in politics. And uh, the people respond and they say, I like that bloke because he says what he thinks. Are you saying that there's a bit of uh, Rob Muldoon in there? Well, I didn't say that. You said it. All right. Okay. And here's Samantha Edwards. This is what she thinks of Rob Muldoon. Um, Yeah. Sorry, Winston Peters, I should say. Yeah, this is what she thinks. Well, what's wrong with that? Again, Winston Peters breached public faith upon entering Parliament, this time by his failure to fulfil his emotive promise to be among the first to re-enter the Pike River mine. Let me just say, I'm going to keep my promise. You've made your... Winston Peters joins us now. Good morning. Good morning. You want to go back into the mine? In 2016, he solemnly declared that he would be in the first team to re-enter the mine after the 2010 disaster that saw the bodies of 29 miners entombed 200 metres down. When you have the first crew lining up to go back, and I'm offering to go, as someone who's had some experience in mining, working underground in dangerous conditions... Many said he shouldn't say such a thing, as it was sensationalising on something that many families were still grieving over. Nevertheless, he kept repeating his heroic-sounding promise, which was, of course, broken like the rest of them when a team finally re-entered the mine in 2019, minus one Winston Peters. There we are, Samantha Edwards there, and uh, yeah, I've got a bit of comedy coming up for you as well. I've got Catherine Tate. She's a fantastic actor and a wonderful comedian as well. But before we do, before we get into the, uh, have, you know, lighten the show up a bit, uh, I want to, well, where has it gone now? I've got... Um, here he is. This is Dennis Hall. Uh, this is Dennis Hall. He is now living on the North Shore in Auckland, 
and uh, he was in Levin. He did the um, the balloon festival, which was held in Levin uh, for about 10 years. He ran that until the council took it over and then ruined it. Uh, so this is Dennis Hall talking about Islam, and I think he's right on this. Have a listen. Tell me what you think. This is Dennis Hall. We all think that Hamas and that little war in Israel is the greatest danger the Western nations face, but it is not. The greatest danger the Western nations and the civilization at large faces is its educated and deluded youth, the college and university graduates, allied with local and recently immigrated Muslims. The next time you see one of those demos on the TV, don't let it fly over your head. Look into the picture and see the participants and see what and who they actually are. There is a high proportion of local Muslim immigrants among them. This is not a local protest. It is a tendril of a global one, and that's our fault. We have not been keeping a proper eye on things because we believe in personal freedoms and we allow our people the space to pursue whatever their concept of freedom happens to be. These people staging demos in support of Hamas are openly supporting global Islamic terrorism. And global Islamic terrorism has only one task, the propagation of militant and global Islam. And among their soldiers in New Zealand are many of our deluded youth. We have known for a while now that our educators, that is teachers and university lecturers, lean to the left, and many are hard left. And while we have been looking the other way, that left-leaning majority in our education system has metastasized into a global support for Hamas, and Hamas is an Islamist Palestinian terrorist organization, one of many, and they now have global reach. Hamas has already demonstrated their power by slaughtering innocents in Israel with full TV coverage. Coverage That graphically shows acts so merciless, oppressive and disgusting that many of us doubt the validity of what we are seeing with our own eyes on our TV news. Also, the people organising these barbaric terrorists know that by focusing their fury and barbarism on Israel, they are tapping into our latent prejudice against Jews. Now, in a very big hurry, we need to understand that a couple of hundred students and friends allied with recent Muslim immigrants holding a demo in Auckland's Queen Street is not just a problem of deluded youth in New Zealand, because in fact what they are doing is mimicking similar student and youth groups all over the Western world who have got their empathy for recent Islamic immigrants confused with Hamas and the global Islamic terrorism. Read carefully. This is a global evil. And your young ones, in the guise of supporting the oppressed, are involved in what is the beginning of a global insurrection. And it is your enemy and the unashamed enemy of our Western civilization. I don't know how to do this, but we have to find people who do to help us. This is not a time for us to sit on our hands. We need to sit up and take notice, and we need to make sure we understand what's happening and get ourselves organised to push back. In the past, we would have been able to rely on our media to expose this infestation of evil in our midst, but those days are gone. We all know by now that our media is lost in a quagmire of fake ideologies and idiot personalities, none of which represents us. We need to forget them. We need to push them aside and use the internet to get an understanding of what is actually going on. Some new leaders are going to need to emerge, people who who we can trust to be honest. I think the first thing we need to do is raise enough money to take the media back and clean out our so-called 
newsrooms. That's probably the only place we, we can start. This is Dennis Hall with Liberty NZ Radio. Thank you very much. Dennis, fantastic. I want to hear more from you as well. You're a very good uh, man. You're a good thinker, and you're still pretty good at 83. Good on you, mate. All right, a bit of comedy now, light relief from Catherine Tate, and then we have uh, get down to the nitty-gritty with a chilling warning uh, for uh, from Douglas Murray to Australian and the Australian government. It's 17 minutes away from seven. Jeremiah Wainwright III. That's his full title. And his other title, the title the media have given him, is... The Cleaver. That's right, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, a few very small-minded people have called him that. Jeremiah can't come to England, can he? He'll never be able to visit you in your bakery, because he's in Texas on death row. If <laughs> you want to call it death row... What would you call it? No, yes, it's death row. <laughs> so tell me about Jeremiah. What can I say? He is a beautiful, beautiful person. Most people would call him a cold-blooded serial killer. I know, Tonya, and believe me, there is hope for those people. When you say you've fallen in love with this man, that's one thing, but how do you condone mass murder? Life is a journey, Tonya, and sometimes we make a wrong turning. I know I have in the past. Does that make me a bad person? He abducted, tortured and murdered eight people. You don't know him like I know him. Nobody does. He also ate two of them. <laughs> Have you never done anything you regret? I've never eaten anyone. So far. <laughs> I do realise this isn't the typical way that two people meet and fall in love, but, you know, sometimes things happen in life that nobody can explain. I mean, some people really can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> Elaine, let's be honest, the man's a criminal. He's more than that, he's a cannibal, he's a dangerous lunatic. A serial killer who's been put on trial, found guilty, and is now incarcerated in a dirty, lonely prison cell, waiting to be put to death. You're making it all sound a bit negative. <laughs> There's always too many ready to judge. When people hear about Jerry's chosen path, they can't wait to jump on the bandwagon. Ooh, you're marrying a cannibal. Oh, he ate two people. No, he didn't. He ate a bit of one of them. One of us stupid. Which is a time when most of us are experimenting with something new. I know for a fact, my cousin once tried hashish. And do you honestly think a man like this is capable of love? Not before. That's because up until he had met me, nobody had ever shown him love. I taught Jerry how to love himself. Will you have any conjugal rights during your visit? No. Penitentiary regulations don't allow for that sort of thing, but in a way it doesn't really matter. Obviously our relationship has never been based on anything physical and I suppose you could say it's been a meeting of minds more than anything else. Plus, for 24 hours a day he has to wear a muzzle. So. <laughs> Here we are, 14 away from 70. Bit of, laugh, bit of a laugh there, isn't she? Uh, OK, we've got Douglas Murray coming up, but we're just over at RNZ now just to check the headlines, and they are. We, there's a uh, live watch there. If you go to rnz.co.nz, you can watch the Dawn service at Waitangi. Waitangi was originally a love story, 
Uh, it says here, those gathered to watch the sunrise over the treaty grounds have been told. Meanwhile, nearby traffic is stretching for kilometres as thousands head to the site. Other top stories at RNZ this morning, thousands stand in unity to challenge the government. It was a united front at Waitangi on Monday, yesterday, as the government's proposed treaty principles bill was challenged. And Taranaki leaders fear Manga deal will, uh, will risk, is at risk, I should say, leaders say they fear their deal with the Crown over the Taranaki Munga uh, will be uh, will not withstand the new government. And uh, Jurjit uh, Singh's body, it leaves Dunedin to return to India, the 33-year-old who'd been char- has been charged with his murder. So that's good. good uh, he's been charged anyway. Uh, camembert cheese, camembert cheese and brie cheeses, they are, or it's camembert, isn't it? Yeah. Camembert, yeah, you didn't do much French, did you? Uh, third form French, yeah, wasn't very good at it. Uh, should have really uh, stuck at it, I suppose. I think French or Italian or Spanish are the ones we should be learning. Uh, Maori, I don't really think it's uh, that important, but I suppose if I was going to be involved in um, uh, working with Maori, I would. My um, All of my forebears um, could speak fluent Maori. Uh, my uncle Ernie was an interpreter in the, in the beehive. Uh, so and he spoke a bit of Maori than most Maori. That was back in the 1960s and 70s. And he was a good friend of um, um, Barry Smith as well. Uh, they used to travel around New Zealand together. Anyway, uh, camembert and brie cheeses have been recalled due to E. coli, which is, probably means that someone hasn't washed their hands as poop. <laughs> poop. Poop in the batch. Poop, poop in your cheese. Yeah, make your own cheese. I think the best cheese, I've, I reckon, is um, a sheep's milk, ewe's milk. And the Bible says we should... We should, um, uh, milk of the ewe is for drinking, and the milk of the kine, which is cow, uh, we shouldn't be drinking that. We should, that's for butter. So nothing wrong with butter. Very good for you. Uh, butter is better. Yeah, better. <laughs> Betty Botter bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. Better buy some better butter. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, that's funny. Things we had to do to try and learn to speak properly. Uh, let's see here. Anyway, so some batches of camembert and brie cheeses from the Waimata uh, Cheese Company are being recalled due to the possible presence of poop. <laughs> and Botox treatment goes wrong after the doctor tells assistant to administer injection. Uh, the woman has face, uh, faced adverse reactions after the doctor told an unqualified person to do her Botox treatment. <laughs> Even in a study of words ending in bo- uh, an X... <laughs> now I said yesterday box, and the people people said um, they text me in and said, "What's wrong with box?" Well, you go to you go in the grave in a box, don't you? <laughs> Your coffin's a box. A fox, you know, outfoxed you. All those do a study on the words that end with X. Very interesting study as well. The Matrix, Botox. Stay away from Botox. You know, just grow old gracefully, ladies. That's what you want to do. Wear a hat. Don't put sun cream on. You wreck your wreck your skin. Gets it goes gets into the body, and um, you end all sorts of troubles. You don't want to suppress anything. The only thing you should put on your body, if you're going to do anything at all, rub anything on. If you've got a wart, the only thing to do with a wart, I think you can you can rub on. And my son actually knows more about homeopathy than I do now because he's been studying it. He's surpassed me. He's surpassed me. He's done he's done the diploma course, um, which was a very long course so he could actually be a qualified homeopath if he wanted to be I've got a practice certificate in homeopathy uh, which I got about 20 years ago and um, it was Dr. Dennis Spackman was one of the one of the people that, um, uh, that was at the School of Homeopathic Medicine. It was New Zealand School of Homeopathic Medicine where I graduated from and also De- uh, Dr. Dennis 
so Richard um, Pierce as well, who's no longer with us. He's with the Lord. Wonderful man he was in a wonderful family. They are the Pierces. Very piercing he was. Uh, Earthquake-prone buildings deadline could get quite messy, apparently, according to local democracy reporting. Uh, this has just come through. As deadlines draw nearer to owners, they've got to fix their earthquake-prone buildings. Masterton's mayor says things could get quite messy. I don't know why. We'll find out perhaps a bit later. And 660, we, we've played them, I think. Yes, they're on our uh, Maori Shed music. So if you like... 660, you'll hear a bit of that on the Maori Shed music, which we play on Friday night and Saturday night. Um, and it's Eli Paiwai. Uh, he has uh, he's played drums for the 660 since the hugely success of the Kiwi Band was formed in Dunedin in 2008. And he's announced that he'll be retiring from his role after two final shows this month. And we've got sea lion pups that emerge in Dunedin just to give them space, according to officials, dog owners and others are being asked to treat, tread carefully around the ferociously cute sea lion pups. They can bite. And I remember once I was... Uh, drive, training my horses. Uh, one, I was in one. I was, I was in the sulky, you know, in the cart we call it. And uh, I was going along uh, the beach, and there was this, this flipping. I don't know if it was a sea lion. It was. <laughs> it gave me a fright. I thought it was a log, and it reared its ugly head, and gave the horse a bit of a fright. But we managed to managed to stay on track while we were training on the beach. Just wonderful training on the beach. I just love it. Uh, uh, you know, riding a horse, you know, into the shallows too is a lot of fun. It's good for them. Uh, it's a great way to strengthen them up. Uh, you just make sure that <laughs> they don't go into a hole. But um, yeah, I really, I really miss those times actually. But I sort of got out of um, um, harness racing training horses because, uh, well, it's gambling, isn't it? You know, and I didn't want to, didn't want to be involved in that. But it is a, it is a wonderful industry and, and gives people a lot of employment. But for me personally, I didn't want to be involved in. In gambling, you know, don't buy lotto tickets and things like that. Uh, but people do. Gosh, they have some big, big wins, don't they? Uh, over in America, gosh, it's um, something like two hundred million or something. Uh, is it two hundred million or something? Yeah, huge, huge money over there. Same with Australia. Here in New Zealand, it might be about. It gets up to about seventeen million. I think the last one was pretty big. Anyway, lab workers they continue to strike over pay dispute. This is in health. Lab workers accused. Uh, the country's largest privately owned lab company of bleeding New Zealanders of millions of dollars in profit while paying some qualified staff less than the new minimum wage. That's terrible. Unbelievable. And Waitangi in action. Peters booed. Seymour drowned out. And Luxon reflects. Uh, the coalition government has faced a confrontation, a confronting reception at the Waitangi. That was on Monday. So I don't know what it's going to be like now. Winston Peters, uh, he had a bad time, didn't he, up there a few years ago as well. Uh, they wouldn't let him let him into certain places. Uh, corrections releases a timesheet for to better process for prisons. Uh, the prison watch uh, has made more than a hundred recommendations following an inquiry into the country's worst prison riots, or the worst prison riot. But corrections has not accepted them all. Police are still working to identify human remains found in Porirua. Uh, over in the park there at uh, Witiriari or whatever. Oh, again, I can't do Maori words. Witiri uh, looks like looks like uh, it'll be. Oh, it's fires. Oh, you could say Fai Tiri Park. Anyway, human remains have been found there, wherever it is, somewhere there in Porirua. And uh, but the 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 place is still remains open to the public. Anyway, uh, medical centres failure to uh, refer a patient to a urologist leads to his death, according to a new report that's just come out 
just late last night, the medical centre has been asked to apologise to the family of a man who died after complications from prostate cancer. And why tangy day weather temperatures reach well into the 30s yesterday, but, you know, it's not the hottest, 1973, February was the hottest, 42 over 42 degrees recorded in Marlborough and um, also in Canterbury as well. Uh, much of the North Island will be warm and dry for the next couple of days. Parts of Canterbury can expect highs of 34, which is not that high compared to what we've had in the past. But they're trying to pretend that it's more than it really is because they're pushing climate change. Five minutes away from seven and news at uh, seven o'clock with TNT Radio.live. You'll find them. Fantastic. If you like talk back, that's the place to go. Uh, and a man, 21, arrested after early learning centre uh, put into lockdown. Inspector Danny Mead says people should think twice before using air guns in populated areas. And uh, yeah, we've got uh, someone not far from us, a Chinaman. He's um, shooting uh, people's cats <laughs> with, his, with a slug gun. So he needs to be reported, doesn't he, in a built-up area. And, you know, they're not wild cats. We shoot cats here with a shotgun. 22 if I had one, I'd better get one. They are, they are um, quite a problem, actually, cats on the farm. But they're beautiful little creatures if you get them when they're little. We've got, we had three. We managed to find three. One came out, um, the ginger one, uh, and Stripey, and also Darkie. But Stripey's gone missing. So we've got three. We're going to give them all away. But my business partner, Lisa, she couldn't, uh, she just loved, she hates cats, she's allergic to them. She hates cats, but she loves these ones. But Stripey went missing about uh, three weeks ago, so it could have been the Chinaman up the road with a slug gun, shot shot the cat. But a beautiful little pussy, um, he was, and we've got Blackie, uh, so she still has Blackie, sleeps on her bed, sleeps on her face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's unbelievable. This person that hates cats uh, just loves this cat. So I hope nothing happens to that one. We'll have to um, make sure. But he's a good. He's very good at bringing in um, mice. <laughs> very good. That's what they're there for. That's why the only reason I'd have a cat was to. They've got to be working. Everything on this farm has to has to earn money. If we've got ducks, I want to see eggs. You're not getting any food from me unless you give me eggs. And I've been looking for eggs around the outside of the pond, the dam. And you can see those ducks, and when I'm feeding them, if you go to our Facebook page, Liberty NZ, uh, at Facebook, and you'll see I've got some, um, some video there of, um, of them being fed. They're Indian runner ducks, absolutely beautiful things, and I'm just training them not to go down and join the chooks. I'm not feeding them down there, because uh, their poop is incredible. So I feed them, and I want them living up on the dam, and they seem to be doing that. It's taken me about almost a week to get them trained 